0: Become an iMatter member of Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast by texting iMatter to the following number, 855-717-1272. Again, that's 855-717-1272. And get all the exclusive and premier information concerning Mental Health Matters with Marty and the podcast. Also, visit my website at mentalhealthmarty.com. Com. Again, that's MentalHealthMarty.com. There you will find some amazing merchandise to support you in your journey of maintaining your mental health and wellness. Thank you for joining us in part one of A Role of a Father and Our importance. Welcome to the Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast. My name is Martina Sellers, marriage and family therapist in the beautiful state of California, where the sun is always shining. And I will serve as your host and mental health hygienist. This podcast is designed to challenge your stinking thinking and your maladaptive thoughts surrounding mental health and wellness to move you from doubt and discouragement to encouragement and empowerment. Don't continue to secretly suffer in silence in the shadow of shame, but speak up, speak out, and live. I'm so excited to have none other than my boys on here, my best friends. We have been best friends for like 20 years. And I called them just literally tonight and said, "I need you guys cuz I wanted to show especially as we're ending Black History Month of February, but Black History is all year around because Black History is American history. But I could not end this month and celebrate Black history without bringing my three best friends on here to talk about our role as friendships, what we are as fathers, and who we are as fathers, and our 20-plus year friendship. So first, I'm going to bring out none other than Brent, Grammy, almost winning uh, star on here, but... The- <laughs> Shade, Shade. Brentwood? No, Brent Jones. What's up, Brent? I don't
1: want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: then my other homie uh, uh, listen we were roommates listen we were young and dumb both of us had uh single uh, we were single parents and and had children ourselves none other than my best roommate vendone smith what's up vin what's up what's up what's
2: up how you feeling man man i'm doing all right i almost won a grammy too
0: Yes, I understand.
1: I'm the. I won't, I'm the, I'm the, <laughs> I won't, I won't keep this going. I won't. I almost won one.
0: <laughs> but then, none other than we call him Rasta GT. Come on, man, give me give me a little bit of how Rasta GT is. Rasta.
3: <laughs> None other than Steve Dolphin. What's up, Steve? Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Listen, I'm you're so glad. Well, I got a wild gospel record on the on the wall.
2: Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay, okay. <laughs> a okay. Wait a, a minute. couple of them things actually. Oh, I
0: forgot. I don't have one of them. so <laughs> <laughs> Brent, I wish y'all could be here go in the studio it, with us it. tonight. Go He's gonna it. go get them, the the uh, wow. <laughs> no, CD. no, no. He gonna get them platinum. Oh, things. oh, wait. He, he getting the platinum. Getting platinum no, oh, man. wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, this get is get no no book. Book. Oh, Billboard. Oh oh, 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 oh. Go get he, it, go get it, y'all. Go we're having it. too much fun. That's why I love these brothers here. He's bringing out his Billboard platinum from. From what movie was that? From 2. Oh.
1: Grammys don't make money. These. days. Yes.
2: Hey, yeah, get <laughs> out <on, old boy. laughs> almost. That's my new tongues. I got I got that on uh. Babel. <laughs> I got that on new tongue for all you, church people. I got that from Babel. Yeah, get out almost? Yeah. So you change, you
0: changed the tone of your voice too? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh my. You got to you got to raise it up a right. little bit, and you got to get that roll the in there. Spirit, right? wow. hears right. The spirit world
2: heals it. Heals it better.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for those of you who are listening who have been my my avid followers of Mental Health Matters with oh Marty, God. you guys are gonna get to actually see the other side of Marty, seeing these three gentlemen Keep me in check. When when I talk about self-care a lot of times, listen, y'all, I'm talking about having self-care with real friends, real brothers who will love you enough to check you. And and I trust these three gentlemen with my life. I trust them with my children. I trust them with everything because we have been there. They've been with me through the ups, the downs, the successes, the failures. When I didn't want them to get in my business, they got in it because they love me and, and, and I love them back equally as well. And, and yo, let, let's go here first. Why is it so difficult, do you think, for, for men, especially Black men, to say, bro, I love you. Bro, what do, fam, you good? What, what, Vin, I'm going to throw that out to you first. Why do you think that's so difficult for us as Black men to express feelings and, and just emotions that we have loved towards another
2: brother? You know what? I, I think that, that it, it, it stems from, um, you know, I don't know, it stems from 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 phobias mm. and, and fears, yeah. especially in the African com, Amer, the African American community. I saw, right. I'm sorry that you know that that when we, we tell another brother that we love him, you know, there's right. there's, there's, there's there's some homophobia mm-hmm. that's connected to that. Right. Um. You know that that, that can be perceived as a weakness when we when we're vulnerable with one right. another. And uh, and, it, and I think it, it, it connects to your stinking thinking. Yeah. You know, philosophy where you yeah. say we got to stop this thinking, thinking. And it's right. okay for you to love, you know, your brother and tell your brother that you love him. And it's even, it's even godly to do that. Yeah. So, but I think that oftentimes we just we miss it. Um, you know, we miss it because we're trying to be ultra macho and yeah. prove that, we're, that we're not <clears throat> punk, if yeah. you will.
0: Yeah. Britt, what, what, what do you think about the same question?
1: Um, I, I think it stems back uh, uh, from slavery. And mm. then we got, you know, then the emancipation and mm-hmm. then Jim Crow and then civil rights. Right. We, we had to endure so much. And so black men had to be strong. I look right. back even on the relationship that I had with my very sweet father, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, my father got very uncomfortable being affectionate with me. He was very mm. uncomfortable. Um, and I would just, you know... I made it my uh, business to when I would visit him to just shower right. him with hugs and I would, his, his head was bald and I would kiss him <laughs> on his head and he would, you know, just just shower him and he would be sweating almost. I mean, like, <laughs> what, you know, he just couldn't, he couldn't take it. He, but I could tell he wanted it. I could, right. tell, I could tell that he loved when I did, did it. Right, it right. It just really made him uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying,
0: right? He, right. He would
1: just rather, you know, cuss at me or say something stupid <laughs> and funny, and we laugh. Right. Right. But I just felt, especially when he retired, you know, about mm. sixty-five, and he mm-hmm. moved on to east, moved to the East Coast. I just right. felt like I, I need to, you know, break this wall. Because I felt like we had a wall. It was just mm-hmm. very like, you know, um, I knew my father loved me. He was a great right. provider, even though my right. parents were divorced. He was a great provider um, and, and a great uh, role model uh, mm-hmm. um, as a father. But he just didn't, the touching and the if affection was just too much. And so I just did it, you know. Right. Um,
0: but I said, so he- go ahead. No, I said. Did he ever accept it from you?
1: Yeah, he did. Because I, I was, I just forced it, and I, and I told <laughs> myself, if he's so uncomfortable, if he says don't do it, that will probably hurt me. Mm-hmm. But he never said don't. Mm. He, he never said stop. You right. Know, he was just like, what you doing? What you doing? you <laughs> know?
0: <laughs> you know. But y'all know never, John Jones. Yeah,
1: you know, but mm-hmm. he he never he, he never said stop, you know. And then and then after what happened, you know, he would say something and you knew this was getting to him because he would say stuff like, "You know I love you, right?" You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so, and, and yeah, that I know you love me. You know, mm-hmm. and you know I do anything well for you, right? right? Right, right. You know, get your ass in the kitchen, give me a beer or something. You know, so it was <laughs> like, you know, it was that. But um I just forced the affection upon him. I just didn't mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I felt like he loved me enough that he wouldn't. Re- he wouldn't say no or reject me. Right, right,
0: and he didn't. Right. Wow, wow. Steve, what about you? Because tell t- tell him about your. You know, Steve. You you also have a Guyanese background oh. and 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 all that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but did you even struggle with that even from a cultural
3: point of view? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh-huh. My dad, my dad, he passed away too. Um. Uh, wow. But. 18, 19, 19 years ago. Wow. Has it been and, that long, uh,
1: Steve?
3: Yeah, the boys were crawling on him. Oh, wow. the twins were. That's what wow. been Yesterday. like 19 plus years. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, so he, you know, being from South America in the mm-hmm. uh, Guyanese West Indian culture, right. You know, the father figure is the authoritarian guy all the time. He's like right. dictator right. in the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? So one of those things he called, he actually may consider a loving dictatorship. Not even, mm-hmm. but it's hard to see that as a kid growing up. Right. Um, he was very kissy, fit, kissy, kissy with us. Wow. When we were very young. And then right. as, as we got older, it went to, you know, beating the crap out of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So very, very, you know, forceful, that kind of thing. And he was the type of guy that he would say that too. You, you know, y'all know I love y'all, right? Right, and right. We, and we heard that. I think the first time I heard that, I was like 13. <laughs> and that was the only wow. time he actually, use that word, you know, with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, I think, you know, you mentioned about the slave days, the slave era and that kind of thing. I think that's very right. important. I believe personally that, that um, self-hate came from being that way Ooh. or being portrayed on us to where we felt like, well, you think about it, if we loved each other and loved each other strong, um, strong enough, right? nothing could come between that. Right. Not even our own people. Right, you know, and between you know, kind of how we can express that to each other in our friendships, that kind of thing. But if they can make a division, mm-hmm. and plant a wedge in between each of us as a community and as yeah. friendship as black men, yeah, I believe that stems and grows and festers into something that's even more toxic. Yeah. But now when you, because you think about it, if you love somebody, you don't want to see harm in that person, Mm -hmm. you think about, you know, so when you, when you look at it in that, in those, through those lenses, I believe like you become untouchable as a community, as a unit, you know, I'm a, you know, know, Ven and I are former Marines Mm -hmm. and there's nothing can come between when you're in the bush or when you're on on the ground as a Marine, because that's what you were trained to do. Mm -hmm. You protect your brother right next to you by, by any means necessary regardless of race, that kind of thing. So it's like, right. a, it's like an unspoken love for each other because you think about it, you protect the person you love. Right. That, oh, that's good. Right. You, see, you you know what I'm saying? That's so good. when you can't, when you feel like I don't have to protect this person because I don't love them. Now what? That's why I believe that in, in a slave era, they broke the black man mm-hmm. and made him feel like, well, you're not first, first of all, you're not worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Mm. And secondly, you can't but, protect. You, know, you, can't, you can't protect your own. That's one right. thing. And then you, you know, because they're breaking up the family. Right. You you're not, so you're not worthy of love. And now you all of a sudden, you're not capable of loving someone else. Ooh, that's good.
0: And so we we have that. Ge- Vin, talk to us still, uh, about you know your relationship with your father.
2: Well, you know, I was about to bust into uh, "We Shall Overcome." DD feeling some type of way. I'm I'm ready to. You know, where's where's Malcolm and Martin at? right uh, <laughs> the, the, I'm, I'm bringing like um right my right. father you you know we we had a, a distant relationship my father wasn't present and mm-hmm. um and so growing up i did not have that uh, that male um and i'm sorry to say that but I, but i didn't have that male um leadership in my mm-hmm. life, you know, I think that, mm-hmm. that I, and I, and I longed for it, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I got, I think I got it from, from more people in the church and some of the deacons in the church, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of, that community. Um, but I didn't have, you know, I didn't have that, you know, and although I had an uncle, you know, an uncle mm-hmm. even, even in the period, you know, he had struggled with some, at the time, he struggled with some right. substance abuse and those types of things, because, you know, again, that was prevalent in our communities as well. Right. And right. so because of that, you know, there's a whole generation of people who who walked around with no male leadership, and uh, and mm-hmm. that was kind of what happened, you know, in, in my case where my father wasn't 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 really present, and then sadly to say that you know I wanted to build a relationship with him as an as an adult, mm-hmm. but um you know and then shortly after we began to kind of you know build a relationship, you know he, he passed on, so mm-hmm. um so so I you know you know kind of parlaying into to fatherhood. That was one thing that be, the, the absence of the relationship that I had with my dad right. made me long to ensure that my yeah. children knew that, look, my dad loves me and he's here yeah. and I know where he is and he's going to help me and he's going to be supportive. And so that was really, really important to me. So again, my father, I didn't, I didn't have him in my life. And so, you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of learned how to be a man hanging out with y'all. <laughs> right, right. And and
0: and I think we all did because you know, we, we, th- there's part of me that long for the relationship that Brent and his father had. I-, I love the stories that y'all, you know, we heard Brent share his stories about Mr. Jones and and, and how when the friends came around and and some of the questions that Mr. Jones would draw. Brent, Brent, share with us a couple of the stories so we can put this in proper context for those who are <laughs> listening about Mr., you know, Mr. John Jones. And, and we will have, we will laugh about John Jones moments.
1: Right, right. He, mm-hmm. he, he was kind of, like um uh, Fred Sanford from Sanford inside. You know, once you cross the threshold of his house, right. It's no filter. There was right. absolutely no filter. <laughs> Girls, relatives, I've matter. heard him call my aunt fat to her face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Girl, you some guy fat. Woo! And then he would keep it going. Good. And you'd be like, oh, you know, so but there's something that I absolutely loved about it, because he would do it, but you knew it was still coming from a place of, but I got yeah, you. Because, yeah. you know, my father was like, look, I'm fat too, you know what I'm saying? But you don't got fat. <laughs> you know, he told my wife, he told my wife, you know, Shelly, you're going to be a bear. He, he told me you're going to be a bear. And so my wife, you know, my, you know, Shelly back then, especially, she was kind of timid. Very... She was kind of yeah, timid. Right. She was like, what do you mean, dad? <laughs> oh, yeah, I can look at you and tell you, you're going to be a bear. And so, <laughs> and so, I mean, how do you recover from that? Like, okay, what, uh, well, but that, but that nigga would kill somebody for Shelly. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. he would. Um, but then when she lost all that weight and you know all that right. kind of stuff, and so Shelly came back. You know, she got tough by then. She came back. Right. She said, "That <laughs> I, I, I'm not a bear." And she looked at her. He said, yeah, you kind of tricked me. I see you. You, I was worried there for a minute. I would be like, oh, my God. But um, he was, you know, my father was very troubled. I found this Mm. out after he died. Because I'm I'm kind of in um, conversations now with his older sister who lives in Memphis. And, you know, she's very up in age. And um, my father was kind of abused he didn't Mm. he kind of knew who his father was and you know to be a a a bastard child back in the 30s and the 40s you know that was in the south that was you know your mother didn't marry your father oh my god it was it was that stigma and all of that so and then i found out that his father was abusive to his sisters um Mm. because they shared with me that he was abusive to them sexually abusive so i was just like wow i didn't know that but but not to cut you off, uh, those
0: are the secrets that are yeah. kept in so many of our oh, families yeah. Oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. is causing so much trauma mm-hmm. that, and undealt with trauma. So when you start peeling back the layers and what I like to call in therapy, shaking the tree, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. you get to discover it. Then you go, oh, yeah. now I see why they acted that way. Yeah. Yeah, my,
2: he okay, loved in, his mother. In my book, he, I call it The Seed of Dysfunction. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like that's where it all started, and then now mm-hmm. here we are, now fifty some years old, trying to figure it out. Right, right. It started even back then. You know, right. right. Yes, like, yes. Like, go, but, ahead. But go ahead. Go
3: ahead. by the, the other token of that, I think I really commend you guys because it, understanding and, and seeing that, like I said, like you just said, Bendon, if it wasn't for us as a unit hanging out, yes, and growing together from yes the, from the early days in the early twenties. When when we we were young and real stupid. And reckless. (laughs) (laughs) But we still held each other accountable. That's right. That's right. And we still always hugged, embraced each other, loved each other. Right. Yes. Everything. You know, through the days in the clubs, all the way to the days of being parents, that kind of thing. And and that's one of the things I think that always stuck with me is the fact that you can either repeat what was done to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So crazy to the left. Mm-hmm. And go to complete opposite direction, like you know, you know, and, and I like guess my dad was never the, wasn't the really as we got older wasn't the big huggy kissy type person like mm-hmm. like you, like you talk about Brent, but mm-hmm. I'm like over the top huggy kissy with my kids, right. You know, I I can't and get you enough, ha- I can't get enough of them, and
0: right. you have amazing it
3: is, it, boys. Right. They're,
0: they're I'm not boys; they're young men now, right? And, yeah, Twenty and years old, <laughs> and they're brainiacs. Oh my yeah. god!
3: Right? Yeah, right. yeah. And, and I, you know, I'm super proud of them and, yes. and what they've accomplished. And I believe that stems from a family unit in the house mm-hmm. yes. that overloves on them and yes. protects them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm crazy. So anyone come in any kind of direction looking at them sideways, it's a problem. So you know, all my boys.
0: Can can we can we get that on the record one more time about your craziness? Because y'all don't know. Listen, Steve is about crazy as a road lizard on crack.
1: Right. (laughs) See, translator? Ricky Ricardo,
0: please. <laughs> <laughs> <But> he, <laughs> we, I think we all cling to your story. I know I cling to those stories of yours about talking about your father and talk about how you uh, just the relationship that you had. And you he all know. He was troubled, I grew up,
1: though, Marty. He, my father was very he was. troubled. But he, but he uh, did
0: the best he could yeah, from I, where he was I had at. I to get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, yeah.
1: My, I think my mother, I love her to death, but she emasculated him. You know, mm. he was, my mother was the bully. You know, and he mm-hmm. was kind of like the one. Uh, kinda, you know, uh, I don't. I want to keep the peace. I don't want to start nothing. So I'm just not gonna say nothing. You know,
0: right. Mm. He
1: numbed himself because he drank a lot of beer. I didn't know beer was an alcoholic beverage until I got to college. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you know i was blowing him up. You know, I, 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 he thought, it was, know,
0: like I thought it was like soda. I thought it was like soda. Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> so, Coca-Cola. Right. So um, I, I just didn't know. But I think he he numbed himself a lot. And I think because of the kind of a bad relationship with his mother, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his his mother was kind of mean you know now i understand mm-hmm. why she was mean you know what i'm saying right. so mm-hmm. um uh he 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 shut down now when he um remarried and you know he, this is when i saw a new personality kind of right alive, you know but kind of growing up he just kind of like faded into the background let my mother kind of run it and i'm just gonna you know contribute right. to the finances but you know i'm gonna let her run and kind of do it so right. that's kind of way it was but you know after i got grown and you know that it's, it's like his he he felt uh, i i think maybe uh, free to mm-hmm. you know to have a relationship but my father came to me and told me that he made a lot of mistakes growing up mm. and and so he i think as an adult he wanted to just mend that and just create something special for us. You know what I'm saying? And and I think
2: that that Steve kind of, you know, Steve really hit it when he talked about us kind of growing up together, because all of us were young parents, all of us. Mm -hmm, And so, mm -hmm. you know, so exactly. and, And so there was, there was a lot of examples, you know, I remember, you know, when when Steve was trying to get little Steve and, and he was, you know, trying to be the best that he could. So, you know, we three right. boys. So, obviously, that makes a difference. Me and Marty, mm-hmm. we was roommates. So, right. I saw Marty doing Raven's hair. And, you know, we had a little <laughs> room that they, would, you know, that they would share when they share. came. Mm-hmm. Weekend. You know, bro, mm-hmm. I saw you, you know, with, with Darian. And, you know, mm-hmm. so we, we were able to kind of watch each other. And then, because we were all dreamers, right. it was amazing to have them all. In the front while we were yeah. ministering, or while we were singing, while we were touring, and so yeah. I, I think that, that that we learned how to parent from one another because I didn't have. I mean, again, I know my mom loved me and all that, and she raised me on her own and all that other stuff. She's a strong woman, and you know, and right. all that stuff. But we missed out on a lot because she also was sixteen years old when she had me, and mm-hmm. so you know, so she didn't know, you know, you uh, know either, nothing, right. you know, so you know, so again. The precedence happened, the 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 generational curse broke with us. Right. Mm-hmm. We stopped the generational curse. Mm-hmm.
3: But right. we burned- but you think, when you think about it, we had children out of out of wedlock. We did. Mm-hmm. When we were young.
2: Mm-hmm. Brent did. I know
3: Brent I, mean, did. I did. Right. The, the, yeah, we Brent did. Brent the three did. of us. Right. did. Yeah. 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 So and then only uh, by but, the grace but, of God, trust. Hallelujah. Yeah. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but our kids <laughs> are way older mm-hmm. than what we were when we right. had them. Right. Yeah. Look at that. So that's a big, that's a big win. Again, that's, in, we broke the generational
2: sense. curse. We broke it. You're, you're right. right.
0: I was telling Christian the other day, I said, son, listen, at your age, I had Raven. He's like, Oh, there's no oh, way son. in hell. I've been ready <laughs> to have a Right, right, right,
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I look at it, I said, Oh, I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> at Steve's age, at Steve Jr.'s age, he was six years old. Right. Wow. Right. And he is what he is today. You know what right. I'm saying? So, and then Miles and Isaiah, the twins, next year they'll be having them. <laughs> they will right. have, they'll be having Steve. Right. 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 And when you look at it, and when you, when you look back at that, in my when I when I look back in that era of where we were at that time, running crazy, and that mm-hmm. and because we didn't have that role model. Right. My dad, my, I mean, my dad raised us. He you know he won us in court and that kind of thing. So he bought he fought for us for custody and that kind of thing with mm-hmm. my mom and he divorced. So he raised us and I, it, he, I wouldn't even say raised; it. He provided for us. Okay. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Even though he was in a house, it was a, you know, like I said, it was a totally different type of parenting where I didn't want to tell him anything. I was afraid. Sure, of we're right. afraid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when he came home, we knew he came home. He had a bunch of keys. He had them dad ring keys. <laughs> you know, it was like a million right. keys in the key ring. Right. And all you hear is the keys hitting the door as he's opening it. And all we would do is scramble because right. the big thing was while well, you don't know, sitting there watching TV, read a book, right? All that kind of thing. So we had, we just grab a book and be upside down, acting like we we're reading reading a book, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just out of fear. Right. That was his parenting style. You do right. what I say. That's good. Be That's there good. and not seen. You know. Be what's that, What's the phrase? Be, be, be seen but not heard. Exactly. But, you know. And just be. A, be you know. Be a, better. Be at home. Right. You know. You can't be in the streets. You know. We're in Brooklyn. So and one of those we came up with of the era of the lights and in, in the street turned on. You better be in the house. Be in, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the thing about it, it was funny. He wasn't even home in the house when the lights turned on. So he he finished work a couple hours prior to that. That's <laughs> so, right. But when he came home, we better be showered. Eat dinner ready and reading a book or some craziness. I, I love that raising us out of that kind of fear factor environment. I vowed for myself. I would never put my
0: kids through that. That's so you, you went right to my next question with that, because I know that we all have now had different parenting styles, you know, mm-hmm. and definitely to, chosen to break the mold and even as as, Vin said, break the generational curses because, you know, it's no secret I grew up in a domestic violent household. So, you know, I knew my father to beat my mother for 16 years and then turn and start beating me and those type of things. So I I knew how to be passive aggressive and I mm-hmm. knew how to, to make people happy just so that I would not get beat. You know, that that whole fear. So I didn't like conflict and, and mm-hmm. even today, yeah. even yeah, so, so even today in, in becoming a business owner, I had to come to grips that conflict is a part of the natural progression and even success of it because it's my responsibility now to squash conflict, Resolve, to, to yeah. entertain it to a certain extent, but then to squash it as well. How do you feel that, that because maybe we had different parenting styles from our fathers, how did that— negatively impact you, and then what decisions did you make to turn it around? I'm going to go with Brent first um, in that question.
2: Um,
1: again, my father, I feel like was being parented through a lot of my, he was being parented by my mother a lot you know mm. um my father loved my mother he I, I think he revered her more he he felt mm-hmm. like she was I, I i'm not the kind of dude to be able to get her because my mother you know had a a list of degrees and right. came from you know the the poor side of the, the tracks or whatever and my mother was not poor they grew up on a farm they just had land and so right um um my father was not emotionally present so what I what I wanted to do with my daughter, and I knew I had a girl child, and she's right. girly and she's sensitive. Right. I had to be that one, especially when she grew went into middle school and high school. It was important for me to be there, not just, sometimes I wasn't being on the road and, and traveling and touring, mm-hmm. whatever, um, but in her head, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? In her head. And even in Paradise, you know, she made some mistakes, you know? Mm-hmm. But what I loved about it And what I see the fruit of that, even now, she's 26 years old. She comes to me about grown stuff. Right. Daddy, I want to know what you think. I want to know. And she'll talk to and Her mother are very close, but she'll come to me with stuff, you know, and she wants to know my take on it. And I I think because I was emotionally there as well, you know, Uh um, I think that that's one of the things that I did to break the difference than, than what my father was able to give me.
2: Right. Vin, what about yourself? Um, you, you know, again, I tell you, my father wasn't wasn't present. So for me, right. you know, I kind of figured it out on my own. But I will say that I, that that my parenting style now was very mm-hmm. different than when I had a Darius. Because when mm. I had a Darius, I was, you know, I was twenty twenty three. 23. Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I was Mr. Dolphin. Hey, what are you doing? Give me a stand up. uh." You know, I was that way. (laughs) I was, you know, and so but I still I still loved him and I still you know kissed him and I still hugged him and I still, you know, still supported him, but 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 Maylon and Makai has a different dad than yeah than Adarius did. Mm -hmm. Because I I was a more
0: mature father.
2: I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because you know, again, we was, you know, we have we had a very structured, you know, we was Marine Corps, so we right. had a very structured lifestyle. So for me, it was, you know, and again, I had no example
3: really. But that was your
2: adulthood, that, right? I had no example. Yeah. So for right. me, I was like, well, this this is this is the structure that I, that I need to give him now. I know I need to be here, and I know I need to let him know that I love them because I didn't have that necessarily. So for me, mm-hmm. you know, the negative, I guess, was was that I I, I just didn't have a. a, a I didn't have a schematic, um, right. you know, but the positive was I kind of figured it out. Like I said, I'm a different dad, but then I look at my dad's life and my, my younger siblings have a different dad when, when, yeah. you know, he had me when he was 19, my mother was 16 right. years old. He could have went to jail for statutory rape or something, right. mm-hmm. you know, right. um, but my dad had me when he was 19 years old, he was running amok and, you know, right. by the right. time my, 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 you know, my siblings that are now 20 years younger than I, they have a. They they had a totally dad,
3: Yes. So, a nurturing dad. So yeah. it's, it's
2: interesting yeah. that even when we as siblings are talking, some some of us have some similar stories. But we sometimes and we just started including the younger ones in the conversation, just because the dad that we're talking about is not the dad that you live with. Mm. Because my dad, you know, the dad I had. Wasn't there? Wasn't present. But your dad right. was with you every day, right. you know. Yeah. So it was. Mm-hmm. So it was. It was. It was different. So that's kind of my story.
0: But but how was that for you, knowing that you know, and even with us, you know, the the father that Raven has is totally different than the father that Christian has, and the t- father that Tony has is, you know, I'm just like chill, like whatever. <laughs> go, go, go go. I, <laughs> I don't. I'm you You're tired. Cause you waited till fifty to start all over again. Huh?
1: <laughs> you told me you drove me up the stairs
0: well that, that was different that was different because she 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 pushed my buttons Aww. but 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 how was that for you knowing that you had one father and your siblings had a totally different father how was that for you in processing that
2: you know younger you know when I was younger there was some resentment you know when yeah. I was younger, I was like, mm. I can't believe, you know, and even I was even mad even, you know, at his wife, even like you knew he had all mm. these kids, but you didn't send us no cards and you didn't, you know, some of the things that I think that I would have done. So right. um but I was, you know, there was still some resentment, not to the children, but because they they had no, you know, they they had no right. say in it or, or no choice. But 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 for me not to have had the attention and had, and had his presence. And also I knew of him because my father was, you know, famous in the little town that we were in. And so even to this day, if I go to that town, they still know who I am because of him. You know, so he, you know, his, his personality was crazy. And believe it or not, even though I was so angry with him, I still wanted to be just like him, or I wanted yes. to know about him, and I still wanted to have him around, even though mm. I was so angry. So there was for me, right. there was a period of, of of anger, and um, and 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 again, as an adult, realizing that you know what he did, the best he can do, with with the information that he had at at nineteen, in the middle of the war, right. he went to Vietnam. You know mm-hmm. those types of things that that happened. I had to realize, you know what, it was what it was. Now. I have to I have to change the narrative for my children but that's all we can do
0: Well, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for joining me on today. And I wanna thank you for joining me on this week's edition of Mental Health Matters with Marty. There are so many podcasts that you could have listened out there, but I am so glad that you chose this one. Please share and like this podcast and share with those who you know who could be positively impacted from this mental health tools that we have given you here on today. And Apple listeners, please give us a five-star rating and give us a stellar review for others to see. In this journey, called life. Do not secretly suffer in silence in the shadow of shame, but it is my desire to break the negative stigma surrounding mental health and wellness for all people. We must stop the stinking thinking by changing the toxic mindset that we live in. As I say each week, speak up, speak out, and live. And always remember to Enjoy Enjoy your life. life. This episode of Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast is sponsored to you by Marcel Media Group, Marcel Consulting and Mental Health Services, Project Smith Designs, Z Creations, Carla Ray Photography, and Alex Robb's Design.